This is a Retail Insider Podcast. You're listening to The Weekly. Welcome to this week's episode of The Weekly by Retail Insider. I'm Lee Rippett, and I'm joined with the Editor-in-Chief of Retail Insider, Craig Patterson, to discuss this week's most read articles on retail-insider.com. So thanks for joining me, Craig. Hello, everyone. And we're currently recording on September the 22nd, 2020. And we have two articles that we wanted to talk about during the podcast. One to do with Gucci opening up in uh, West Edmonton Mall, or to open up there. And the second one is to do with Hudson Bay launching menswear in the room. So Craig, which one would you like to start with? Let's start with Gucci. All right, let's kick off with Gucci then. For those that don't know a lot about the brand house, it's Italian, based out of Florence, and has a very wide uh, range of products that it sells, from handbags to shoes, fragrances, even home decor. And it's almost 100 years old. It was founded back in 1921. And it's a subsidiary of the French luxury group, Kering. And the other tidbit of information I was able to glean is back in December 2014, the former CEO of Bottega Veneta was named the CEO of Gucci. So long history there. And uh, almost everyone that I know knows who or what the Gucci brand is. So from your perspective, Craig, where does Gucci fall on the spectrum of luxury retailers from aspirational to top tier yeah i mean gucci would be considered fairly top tier uh and when i say fairly i mean there are a few brands out there like you know hermes that uh, might be just a little bit slightly more elevated anyway in price point prestige you know the rareness of it uh, one thing to keep in mind is gucci has about you know 500 stores around the world and uh, i don't want to say it makes it ubiquitous but it's it's far easier to say find a gucci store or a store that's selling the stuff than again a Hermes or a Goyard Mm -hmm. Um, but you know Gucci's still if you got a a Gucci on your street or in your mall you're doing well (laughs) exactly and speaking of which where are the other two standalone locations in Canada yeah, yeah. The first one opened in uh, year 2000 in uh, Toronto on Bloor Street West. So it's yeah. um, 130 Bloor Street West. Uh, right, right. Big story. Then you've got uh, one opened in Vancouver and I think it was 2006 uh, at the Hotel Vancouver. And it's uh, about uh, well, more than half the size of the Toronto store, but it's still not that big. I think they're going to replace it, but that's, that's just a rumor. When I've been to the one in Vancouver in Hotel Vancouver where it faces the art gallery and its neighbor is Dior, which is on two levels. So I was looking through the article uh, for the Gucci and West Edmonton Mall saying it was one level, 5,000 square feet. Is that typical for the brand or is it abnormal? That's right. Yeah. And there's only, I think all the Gucci stores in Canada are just one level stores. They aren't, they're not two level. Um, they, two levels certainly exist. I'm just thinking of Chicago and New York City off the top of my head, but um, in terms of size, the West Edmonton Mall store is going to be quite big. Okay. Um, that's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, at 5,000 square feet. So the Vancouver store, I think was, I found an old newspaper article that said it was 3,875 mm-hmm. square feet. So I, I went with that number. Cool. Um, yeah. The one uh, here in Toronto is um, about, mm-hmm. it's I think it's about 6,000 square feet. So mm-hmm. a little bit bigger than the 5,000 square foot West Edmonton Mall store that yeah. we talked about. So right. uh, that's, you know, Interesting, I think, in terms yeah. of uh, this West Edmonton Mall store will be big. Uh, yeah. It'll carry, you know, menswear, women's wear in terms of clothing, as well as bags and accessories and shoes and belts. And I guess the belts would fall under the accessories. So, yeah, of course, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, this is going to be a full line store, uh, yeah. which is pretty impressive uh, for Edmonton. Yeah, I know. It's very impressive. Do we know at this point who's going to be designing or building it or is it 
pretty much dealt with by headquarters. Yeah, I know that uh, DK Studio is designing the store. Oh, yes. We're not yet sure who the builder is, but we do know mm-hmm. that Amacris, uh, who's uh, you know been a valued partner of Retail Insider, has mm-hmm. uh, they built the spectacular-looking Gucci uh, concession at Toronto's uh, Yorkdale Shopping Centre. They're also finishing the Bloor Street location in terms of it's getting an update. It's getting a renovation uh, inside and outside. It'll have a new facade. So oh, nice. um, hopefully they get it. But uh, mm-hmm. as of this recording, we're not actually quite sure uh, mm-hmm. who's who's getting that yet. So, um, but uh, yeah, we do know who the design firm is and, and DK studio does a lot of luxury stores in Canada and even beyond. Uh, is it very template based? Like, so like there's nothing really to design other than fitting it into the space or it's fairly template based. I mean, there's going to okay. be differences based on, you know, the configuration of the space, how wide is it? How deep is it? All that sort of thing. But uh, there's really a brand uh, huh. uh, ethos to the Gucci stores, whether or not they're brand new or they're renovated. So, um, there will be, you know, a consistent look to it, or at least I should say the branding will be mm. uh, what Gucci determines, which you could probably find in other stores around the world to a degree. Right. So um, it's not like every single store is completely different and unique, like La Maison Simons, you know, each of their stores are a bit different. You bet. And one of the other main questions that we've been getting from our readers is it makes sense that they'd be opening up a standalone store in Vancouver with the Asia tourism, as well as in Toronto and Blur Street for a lot of the uh, the affluent folks that are going on in the, the center of, of commerce. But why would they open up their third standalone store in Edmonton, in Alberta, especially with the economy that's not necessarily super favorable for the oil industry? So I was wondering if there was maybe some relationships with the mall landlords or if there was some other reason that you think that they chose West Ed, Edmonton, Alberta for the next standalone store. And that's a good question. Uh, I think a lot of people ask that question, actually, because, uh, you know, the Alberta market's been struggling. Uh, At the same time, there is still money in Alberta. The uh, whole Renfrew store closed in January. Um, with Edmonton losing that whole Renfrew store, this was an incredible opportunity for Gucci to you know, step out on its own and, and do its own store. Um, I guess that in the uh, Edmonton whole Renfrew store, Gucci was selling about $3 million a year Whoa. in bags and shoes. So yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, that shows that the brand uh, is strong, that, that people that are shopping in Edmonton will, will buy this. And uh, Louis Vuitton was in Holt Renfrew. Um, it made a decision to exit and to move into West Edmonton Mall. And already Louis Vuitton was doing more than half of the retail sales in that Holt Renfrew space. So mm-hmm. uh, apparently there is a market for luxury in Edmonton. But uh, just to kind of wrap up the Gucci segment, I was just wondering, like, I know that there's concessions in Calgary to kind of hold and sell the Gucci brand. What do you think is better um, selling through concessions, which you may get more traffic versus having your own standalone store to sell that you aren't encumbered by the concessions of everybody else around you? Oh, good question. Maybe I should apologize to Calgary in advance. (laughs) I mean, the concessions are great. I mean, they're operated by Gucci in Calgary. There's, there's three Gucci concessions. There's, Probably the standalone store. Also, the square footage. Uh, there is not 5,000 square feet of Gucci at Holt Renfrew in Calgary, uh, whereas the West Edmonton Mall store will be about 5,000 square feet, slightly more, actually. Um, and that, uh, you know, obviously the West Edmonton Mall store will have the most updated retail design just because it's going to be brand new. One other than that, is there anything else you want to touch upon with Gucci before we move on to Hudson Bay, the room? I don't think so. I think that was good. Perfect. Well, the other article that I was excited to go take a peek further into was the room at Hudson Bay because there's a lot of edgy, useful men's designer joining the the room for the first time. 
So do you want to kind of give us a little bit of an overview of the room? Because it's kind of an intimidating place and some of our listeners may not know a lot about it. Yeah, yeah. The the room is really interesting. A high-end uh, department. Uh, it's currently in two Hudson's Bay stores. Um, they only get it, the room only carried women's wear until uh, Tyler French, who's the uh, I think creative director might be the term. Uh, he's a VP mm. at Hudson's Bay. He brought men's wear into the Vancouver store, which I think is interesting. So yeah, and it mentioned that the article mentioned that it was eighty three years old. Is there any kind of context to that, or is that just like as old as Hudson Bay is generally? Um, the room's inception actually was from eighty. It's eighty three years old, which is old. Funny to say because a lot of people think it's new, but uh, the Simpsons department store was a relatively high end st- uh, store in downtown Toronto that is now occupied by Hudson's Bay. It's their flagship store for the, the entire company. Okay. Um, but Simpsons in the time uh, it was an upscale store and it had these uh, departments called the St. Regis room. And they also had a separate department called the room. I'm not actually sure what the difference was one, one might've had more gowns or something, but in 2009, uh, the room and they just called it the room was revamped in Toronto. So the, the room was expanded from about 5,000 square feet to over 20,000 square feet in Toronto in 2011, they introduced the room to the Hudson Bay store in downtown Vancouver. Uh, so, and, and these were, you know, very innovative spaces, beautiful, uh, again, much larger than any of them had been in the past and uh, carrying some pretty expensive stuff. So, well, and at the end of the day, when I was reading through the article, I, w- that was one of the things I was wondering about, because we mentioned that there's gowns in the Toronto location for $15,000. And I was just wondering, like, is that kind of the kind of ballpark prices that people are going in there to spend? Because it's kind of intimidating for people like myself, where if I want to go buy something nice for myself as a special treat, I'd be spending like three to $500 on something, not necessarily into the like $15,000 for something special for myself would be a car, <laughs> you know, not a gown. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, totally. Oh, I know what you mean. Yeah. And I mean, maybe I, I hope I didn't do the room a disservice by, by putting that. Cause I, I did put $15,000. I mean, I, I saw a dress in there for over $22,000 uh, last mm-hmm. year when I was poking through there. Um, not everything is nearly that expensive, especially now. Um, you know, the price point would go from, you know, the low hundreds up to over $20,000, uh, depending. And again, those $20,000 gowns are going to be something probably with beads or feathers and something that's going to be, you know, fairly significant with design, but you can still get some stuff in there. That's not that expensive. One thing that Tyler's done with, uh, the room in Vancouver, um, and probably Toronto, I'll, I'll check it out pretty soon, is has brought in a wider price point of stuff. But uh, some of the unique designers, some of them, honestly, I'd never heard of. Uh, they're all new. Some of them have never been available in North America. Um, I know luxury brands, but I, I know mainline luxury brands far more than I know sort of the more obscure, unique ones. So, And some of these more obscure brands have been brought in. And uh, I think that's probably a good thing. It's introducing consumers to some new designers, um, you're less likely to be wearing the same thing as someone else, you know, whereas with Gucci, with 500 stores, you could easily wear the same pair of shoes as someone else. Uh, but, uh, with the room, you know, there's gonna be a lot of unique pieces in there. Yeah. Well, and at the end of the day, I was just wondering why are they bringing in menswear now versus before? Because I think they, this is a new turn for them, right? It is. I think it was an opportunity to uh, bring more designers to the Vancouver market that were unique. Uh, mm. For a few years from what I've seen at the Hudson Bay store in downtown Toronto on the fifth floor and the men's floor, 
they've had a pretty high end uh, little section. It's not that big, but uh, it's got some designers for men that you could find for women in the room downstairs. And uh, in Vancouver, I, I don't know, you know, they probably had an opportunity to put those designers on the sixth floor men's store in Vancouver at the Hudson Bay store. Uh, but instead they decided to put them in the room. And I think it's sort of a clustering situation where they're saying, well, this is going to be our high end area. So come to the room, whether or not you're a man or a woman, you know, try these things out. And, and I think that in the case of Vancouver, even being first is, uh, uh, and this is funny because, you know, when I moved to Vancouver in 2006, it was not really a fashion city, uh, you know, Birkenstocks and socks. People would joke that was the footwear of choice or even maybe without socks. Um, but what I saw over time was this, the city did change. It got dressier. People of all backgrounds started, uh, you know, dressing a bit better. Not everyone, but lots of people yeah, did. Yeah. Also, Vancouver does have a fairly high percentage of residents who are of Asian uh, descent uh, and also had quite a robust uh, tourism market. That'll come back at some point with travel yeah. restrictions being lifted. But um, Vancouver actually became a advanced fashion market is what they call it. So there is a segment of the population that is shopping in Vancouver, or there are shoppers that shop in Vancouver, perhaps that's a better way of saying it, uh, who are looking for the latest, the newest, uh, and price isn't going to be so much of an object. So it probably made sense at this point, looking at the Vancouver market saying, this is an interesting shopper that's looking for something unique. Um, it has graduated beyond just the Louis Vuitton bag type of thing, which has become pretty ubiquitous at this point, whether or not they're real or fake. <laughs> but um, putting these unique designers into Vancouver, I think makes sense. And, and I suspect that we're going to see something really interesting happening with the room in Toronto and perhaps even in some other Bay stores as well. Greg, thank you for going through the popular content from Retail Insider over the past week. And thank you to our listeners for being with us today. Please take a moment to subscribe to our podcast and we'd appreciate it if you left a review with your podcast provider to help others find us too. And just a gentle reminder, we do have an email newsletter that you can subscribe to that goes out every weekday morning, and it has a link to the Canadian news from around the web that we've curated from the previous day, as well as links to our recently published articles exclusive to Retail Insider. If you go to our website, retail-insider.com, you can find the subscribe area towards the bottom of our main page, and then you can get that email into your inbox every morning. So thanks everyone for listening. And Craig, thanks for chatting and chat with you next week. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. Take care. Have a good night, everyone.